Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, you're getting ready to go to Indy, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I, we're driving from Pittsburgh six hours. Um, not that that's bad, but uh, leaving tomorrow morning, getting everything else set up there, check in. Uh, we're doing some sort of dinner with Steelers Media, and then we're going to be doing a show for and, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a three-hour show every day. So you'll be able to catch that on iHeartRadio, I think. Good cool, stuff. cool deal. Um, you know, I'm not going to Indy. It's probably like the third time in the last like 17, 18 years I'm not going. Mixed emotions. I think you know, from a sports writer's perspective, the travel in the off season is the Super Bowl, the Combine, and the owners' meeting. I think the Combine is the most important because you know Super Bowl is just a you know it's silliness as far as reporting goes. Owners' meetings kind of stale, but the Combine is. There's so much going on, so much activity. Everybody's there, and it's, you just get a lot of work done. So I, I think you're going to have a lot of fun with your media hat on. For the, this is your first time you're going as a media member, right? Right. I went, um, obviously, with the Browns as a scout. Um, and then I think I went, well, in one other year when I was with ESPN with McShay and those guys. Um, but that was, what, 10 years ago. So it's yeah. been a while, and I've never really gone – you know, as a media guy, I mean, even like when I went with ESPN, it was to evaluate players and, you know, do those type of things. And what's crazy is, you know, even as we're recording this, getting notifications on my phone left and right that franchise tags are being put on, you know, being applied. Um, free agencies quicker, you know, is around the corner faster mm-hmm. this year than before. So I really think this week is going to have a lot of action in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made here in the next 10 days or so. I mean, Tony Romo's future, Adrian Peterson, you know, Garoppolo. I mean, there's going to be a lot of news breaking here really quick. Yeah, there is, and it should be a lot of fun. And it feels like we've had a little bit of the calm before the storm. You know, we've talked about that, you know, some of these teams aren't super cash-strapped and, you know, they, they haven't had to make moves. But I think they're coming, and they're going to be coming fast and furious. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, and, and you're right. It's all going to happen at the combine. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody's there together. And, you know, agents and teams and, you know, there's just going to be just a lot of chatter. So I think you guys are going to have a lot to talk about on on your show every day. Are you doing it from the, are you doing it from the uh, stadium, the show? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, it's not really my department. I just sit there and talk. I try to show up and talk about football, but I guess right. there's some sort of radio row type of deal, right? Yeah, you're going to be right outside of the media, mem- the media center, so it's kind of the lobby, and there'll be, you know, every player that comes in to, to talk to the media will walk right by. Uh, it's, 
it's it's bustling. They're 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 busy days for sure. Oh, I bet. I don't think it's gonna be a lot of downtime. And then you know you go to the restaurants and bars and stuff at night, and they're gonna be buzzing, and everyone's gonna be talking football. And you know the other thing people don't talk about at the combine is. Yeah, it's huge for these players, and it's huge for the medical, and you know all the teams are meeting and you know coming for their draft boards. But GMs are talking to other GMs too. You know, what do you need for Tony Romo? You know that kind of stuff's going on too. Yeah, you know, every year that, that I go, I've done very—I don't know very little, but eighty percent at least is about free agency. Right. I mean, when I covered the Denver Broncos, the Denver Post, I never went to. The friggin' stadium. I stayed at the Broncos hotel every day, sitting in the lobby just waiting for guys. I felt like a hooker. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, terrible days. But you get stuff. But that's because that's all I needed was what was going to happen with the Denver Broncos. So I, that's that was my combine. And you know, those Mike Shanahan Broncos, they try to win every year, whether it worked or not. So they were, you know. That this time of year was always really, they're always, you know, striking for the stars, you know. They're always making big news. And so th- there's going to be teams like that. They're, they're going to make a lot of news in the next week, and it's not going to have anything to do with the draft. Yeah, right. And, you know, like I said, the franchise tags are happening as we speak. There'll probably be more happening, you know, as we're driving down there. Um, it wouldn't shock me if a, a trade or two happens here in the not-so-near future. You know, I mean, like, uh, you know who's gonna? Who, a lot more players getting released. Uh, everything's gonna change at a very remarkable rate. I think. Yep, I think the RG three trade happened at the combine. That was a, that was some okay. big draft news at the combine. So yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah, this will be good for me though. I'm excited. Go. Yeah, um, Nick Mangold. He's another guy. We, we, we've talked about it last week that. Guys are getting cut, but not as many as past years, and most of them are getting cut for a reason. Do you see Nick Mangold being a guy who's going to get a lot of interest? I don't know. I mean, I, I this is how old I am. I mean, I think it was the last time I was at the Senior Bowl was when Nick was coming out of Ohio State, um, you know, and I was sitting there, and that one, I think I was sitting there with the McShay crew, and he was unbelievable, and I, and I remember even watching him when I was at Pitt, whenever he was coming out of a, his high school in Ohio, thinking, wow, what a great prospect this player is. And, you know, we, we tra- gave a shot, but, of course, he was going to Ohio State. So I've followed him since he's 16 or 17 years old. And he's been – I think he's the best center of this generation. You know what I mean? And every time I bring him up as a Hall of Famer, people are like, nah, he's not a Hall of Famer. I think he's close. I mean, I think he's about as good as we've seen at that position in the last 20 years or so. Um but they've also heard during last year that he's thinking about hanging it up and does he want to start over somewhere else. I don't think he's the player he once was. So it wouldn't shock me if he doesn't really do anything from here on out. Yeah. So you, but is he a type of guy that maybe a contender picks up? Maybe. Um, I'm having a hard time, I mean, just off the top of my head, thinking of teams – that need a pure center. I mean, there's only 32 in the world. He's not going to move the guard. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you're one of the top 10 or 12 teams and you need a center and you sign him to a one-year deal, maybe he gives it another run and gives you a lot off the field, obviously. And 
Um, but I just don't know who that team is off the top of my head. Like, from him, I'm not going playing for the Rams. Right. Well, who, who's New England center? Is it David Andrews? Yeah, I thought he played well. I mean, I think he's good enough yeah. and continuity, and he's not a star, but I thought he was decent. Um, you know, I guess right. I, 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 I say New England because that Mangold seems like a New England type of pickup, you know? Older, older guy, played him twice a year. You know, that, that sounds kind of Belichickish, and that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, and they like said, I mean, they've played against each other. He's very familiar with the player. I'm sure he likes him. Uh, I don't think he's a player he once was. But yeah. know, just think about the Jets again. I've been saying for months that I think the only way to handle that team is to totally blow it up. I mean, cut Harris and Revis and Marshall and Decker, and they already got rid of Clady. They've got six or seven guys that are old and expensive that need to go, and they need to totally start over. Yeah. I'm sure the kick coach wouldn't be thrilled about that, but what are you going to do, right? Right. I mean, it's easy for me to say it's not my job security on the line, but I think that's the best thing for the organization. Right. As you said, a couple of um, franchise tags just happened, Le'Veon Bell. Um, We talked about this a few weeks ago, and, If I recall, this is the kind of the road that you thought the Patriots, excuse me, the Steelers should do is franchise him, right, instead of giving him a big deal now? Yeah, um, I'm sure I'll get a lot more information in the next couple days because I am going to be doing mostly Steelers stuff, you know, in in Indy. It sounds to me that their priority is to lock up Antonio Brown, and, and those talks are going on as we speak from what I understand. Um, I've kind of said all along that because of his off-the-field history and suspensions and all of his injuries, how I would handle Bell is franchise him this year, don't give him a long-term deal. Tomlin has a brutal history of just running guys into the ground, and he's done it with Bell basically every year. Well, you know, Who knows what he'll be like physically after another 16, 20 games, whatever, of pounding and abuse, and it's a really good draft class, maybe a draft one this year. Yeah, yeah. And he's only, I think he's, I don't even think he's 25 years old yet. Yeah, he came out of the you know I mean? college he very young. He came in early. Yep. Uh, um, what about Chandler Jones? Obviously, that was, we knew that was going to come in, in Arizona. Um, smart, you, you, you have to keep him if he's the Cardinals, right? Right. And again, no shocks. Uh, you make that trade, you give up, you know, picks. I think, you know, as they're making that trade, they knew that they were probably going to franchise him today. You know, I mean, a year ago, I think they knew that was coming. Um, right. And, again, that's good business. i got no problem with that. Um, what's interesting with Arizona, though, is they don't have a ton of cap space, and by franchising him, they cut that cap space almost in half, and Calais Campbell's going to, desert, going to get a lot of money somewhere. I don't know that you can do both. And Jefferson, the safety, had a really good year, too, and I think he's going to get paid in a pretty big way. So I could see that defense taking a pretty big step back, or at least a small step back, um, if you lose two big starters. You know, that's what I wanted to talk to you about this. Last week I did a column on the Cardinals basically saying, okay, what they need to do to kind of pay back Fitzgerald and Palmer for coming back for this year. You know, brutal year last year for them. I think they have a tough road. I, I was kind of I surprised. Do I don't know if this thing is – this thing may be going south for, in Arizona. And it's and it just kind of multiplies the, the pain of what they went through this year because 
they that kind of needed to be their Super Bowl run year. And you, you know, you mentioned the three guys that may leave, and I think they have to keep at least two of them. I don't know if they can keep. They're obviously keeping Jones. I don't know if they can keep Campbell, and I don't know if they can keep Jefferson. The Cardinals may have some trouble. I agree. And when you really delve into it, they don't have a lot of cap space. They absolutely could use offensive line help, probably a guard, maybe more than that. They're not very good at tight end. Who's the successor for Larry and Palmer? You know, I mean, nobody. <laughs> you know, there's no back, there's no quarterback waiting in the wings. There's no number one receiver ready to take over. Floyd's gone. You know, I mean, Brown's okay, and, you know, the receivers are okay, but it looked like a long-term strength at the wide receiver position. Now it doesn't. Um, and then we talked about the defense. They could lose a couple starters. So uh, it wouldn't shock me at all if we're talking about the Cardinals going, boy, they had a good run there back in, what, 14-15, and that window closed quickly, and now Palmer's retired and Larry's retired, and they got big-time problems. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if Arians is the type of guy – who can handle that? Because you know he gets the, he's pretty emotional. Uh, you know, a, a, a guy in the league compared him to Rex Ryan to me. I think that was a little harsh, um, but you know what I mean. He's a guy that he doesn't take losing very well. None of them do, but he he, he wears it on his you know on his sleeve. So that could be a, that can be an interesting place. And again, a little bit of an underrated expectation of because they rose so quickly, but. They may be falling quickly too, and my conclusion was, hey, you better, you know, don't let too many of these defensive guys leave because you really should pick an O.J. Howard or a Corey Davis in the first round to give them another star quality skill position player that can help with Palmer and Fitzgerald now, but also can help in the future. But you know, they may be forced to go with defense in the first round, so they they got some. Difficult decisions coming up. They absolutely do, and I could make the argument too that that first round pick should be Deshaun Kaiser, or you know what I mean, and just kind of yeah. But you can't. I don't think you can. They're not in position. I don't think they will. They gotta get. Yeah, I mean, don't you think they gotta get somebody that can help them win right now? Kinda, but if you, I mean, if you don't win right now. 2018-19 2018-19 could be horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's fine yeah. line. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Another team that I think is kind of interesting, too, is the Saints. Um, and obviously we're going to talk about these teams more in the coming months and after they make moves, but the Saints kind of seem like they're just stagnant, and I don't know if there's much hope. You know, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying, I could see maybe Breeze and Peyton – this being it for them, you know, he's a free agent. He's going to be thirty-nine. This could be this could be it for the Saints. I don't know if they have a whole lot of if the, if the future is bright, the immediate future. Um, that's a team I haven't dug into as heavy as most of the ones we've talked about so far. But I still think they're outside of Atlanta as good an offense as any team in the league. I mean, at least for short term. Mm-hmm. Really good line. I don't think Breeze has fallen off at all. And I think the defense has a chance to be better. I mean, to take a step. And, you know, what do they do with a guy like um, Fairley? You know, they'd love to bring him back. They need to find some edge pass rush. But another 
offseason dedicated to the defensive side of the ball, I could come up with a, a, a realm of think, thinking where the defense doesn't stink, you know, where it's mm-hmm. average. And to me, that could be a 10-16, and 16, a great offense and average defense. You talk about Breeze. He, I mean, he hasn't taken a step back at all, has he? No. But you're right, Joe. I mean, you look big picture. If he's only around a year or two and Peyton's only around a year or two, ooh, look out. Right. And one other note right. about the Saints. I mean, usually this time of year we're talking about them as the worst cap situation in the league. And for once they actually aren't. Yeah. See, see, what, see what they can do. Um, another name – you know, out here that they're talking about Latavius Murray, this report from ESPN is that he's probably going to leave the Raiders. That doesn't surprise me. I, you know, I, I do a Raiders podcast, so I keep my eye on them, and I, that's kind of what I've been expecting. And, and if I'm the Raiders, I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't think you lose that. I'm not a big Murray guy, and I don't think you are either, right? I'm not a big Murray guy, and I think I would look at it like this if I'm the Raiders is that's my consolation prize. You know, that I can do better. I can get mm-hmm. Eddie Lacy, Adrian Peterson, Leonard Fournette. You know, I mean, really good running back class. I just look at that team and think they have some – I'd love to get a, a linebacker or two. I'd love to get a stud running back. But those are like the easiest positions in the world to get. So, you know, when a guy's fallen in round one or round two, you hop on him um, or you go get someone in free agency that's not that expensive. I think you can do better than Murray, and part of it's because I'm not a big fan. You know, I mean, there's no way around that. Um, but I just don't think there's, you know, they're in a position where they can be picky now and, and go get difference makers at, you know, a couple easier to fill positions. Yeah, you know, after, you know, the, the, what was it, 12 years of misery for the Raiders, the, the gods are smiling in on them a little bit because there are areas that they need to get better at. Defensive tackle is very strong in free agency and very strong in the, in the draft. Running back and linebacker strong in the draft. So they're going to be okay, and that's my whole point about Murray is get better. He's never going to be great, and you're either you, everybody can have good running backs, and he's a good running back, I guess, but go get an elite one. You get an elite running back with that offense, and that might be what pushes them over. You know, right. I can see the Raiders winning the Super Bowl next year with the right things happening, and that might be one of those. And I, I'm pushing – I think they should take a running back in, in the draft to take one of those guys, those four guys. And yeah, the guy from I mean, Tennessee, Camara, he's somebody that I'm really keeping my eye on, and a lot of scouts think that he's going to push himself into the first round. Uh, I could see that, and I've heard that as well. Um, you know, but I'm kind of even holding out even bigger. Like, if Cook or Cook Fournette or starts to drop a little, you know, move up and grab them. You know, something along those yeah. lines. Or, be, and, and like you said, there's going to be plenty of options. You know, they're, they're not going to be, in the first and second round, they can get a quality running back if they've already made their mind up to. And I know the other yeah. guys are young, you know, Richard and Washington, but they can hold down the fort. They're not terrible. It's not like, you know, if, if we don't get a stud, we, we can't survive. You know, and, and, and running backs always are available at some point in the process. Yeah. What are you, you know, a lot of people were talking about Christian McCaffrey. And with Damian Tomlinson, who's going to the Hall of Fame and knows a little bit about what it takes to be a running back, 
I saw a clip of him on NFL Network saying he's the guy I'm most excited about seeing at the Combine, and I think he can be an every down back. And, you know, I, I'm out in Northern California. I grew up a Stanford fan. I, I had season tickets. I was there. I lived five miles away. I'm a big Christian McCaffrey fan, but I kind of look at him more of as a Reggie Bush type, not as a LaDavid Tomlinson type. Have you studied him much? And I think he's going to be a fascinating guy this next week. I think he will be, too, and there's been a lot of buzz about him because it sounds like people expect him to run really well and test really well, certainly interview really well, smart. His dad was a, you know, he's been around the game forever. Um, You've probably, you've definitely watched him more than I have. I mean, if you're going to games and season ticket holder and all that. Um, Yeah, but he was a Heisman finalist just a year ago. You know, I see a lot of people mocking him to the Patriots late in in the first round. He seems to me... Like a somewhere between pick twenty five and forty type prospect to the right mm-hmm. team, but could he be a, a bell cow guy? That would shock. I don't really see it. Like you said, I think he's closer to Bush than Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he measures out at six foot two sixteen. That ain't bad. No, no, he's not little. It's a good question. I, I mean, I bet there's a lot of varied opinions on him, and and I don't want to set something in stone because I don't I don't know yet. But I think yeah. that this will be a big week for him for sure too. Right. Yeah. I think he's going to be somebody to watch. And I saw a mock today that had the Broncos taking him. I think that's a little convenient right. and a little romantic. You know, send him right. to his dad's team and the guy he calls Uncle John, John Elway, picking him. You know, I think that that may be a little too convenient, but it'd be interesting. I mean, he would be the ultimate complement to a C.J. Anderson or Booker. I just don't think they can afford to do it. I mean, that means you're not taking an offensive lineman. I still think they need D-line help. I mean, I, I yeah. do think they'll be active in free agency. Maybe they get to the point where they free, you know, solve a few needs before the draft, take a luxury pick in guy like him, and go from there. Right. Yeah. I like the fit. I just don't think it'll happen. Right. Well, let's let's close out with Murray. Where do you see Murray fitting? I mean, I see a lot of New York Giants, that, you know, expectations. And does that make sense? Well, from a Giants perspective, I absolutely think they need to sign a big back. You know, that I like Perkins a lot. Uh, you bring Vereen back, but he's been, you know, injury and he's not young and he's a good receiver. But I think you need the power back. And... I mean, Ben was with you know, Ben McAdoo was with uh, Eddie Lacy in Green Bay. I would think he'd be interested in that. Um, again, I would think like Murray's fine for them, but as a consolation prize, you know, it's just because I'm not big on Murray. You know that, yeah, yeah, we'd have interest, but I like these four guys better. Right. All right. Who Who do you think is the best running back available in free, in free agency? I'm sorry, in free agency. Or yeah, in free agency. Yeah. Well, the big question mark, obviously, is Adrian Peterson, because he's not going to reset. I mean, he's going to hit the market. Right. I guess it's him. Um, I mean, we're not counting Bell, obviously. It's an okay crop, but there's not studs. You know, but I think you'll get those guys at a good price, too. That I can't see any of those backs that we've been talking about commanding huge money, especially with such a good running back crop in the draft coming through this year, that I don't think they're going to have a lot of leverage. Right. 
What about a, a Garrett Blunt? Do you think he's just in the perfect spot? Do you think he leaves New England? I mean, he's, I think he's going to be 30, 31 years old. And that's, you know, that's ancient for at that position. I like Murray more than Blunt, and I haven't said anything good about Murray. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, three weeks into free agency will still not have a job, see how things go, and somebody will settle for him. He has some off-the-field things, too, that people don't love, going back to college. Um, right. You know, he scored a million touchdowns, and he was very impressive, especially the first month of the season. But as the season went on, they used him less and less. Um, I, I, I mean, I think he's going to be in the league. I think he'll probably score another eight or ten touchdowns or whatever in his new home. But I'm not that enamored. Isn't it probably best for him just to stay with New England if they want him? If they want him, uh, yeah, no doubt. But I, I would look at it if I'm Belichick thinking, I'll take Adrian Peterson. I keep yeah. thinking Peterson's going to be a Patriot. Do you? That's, that, that's where it's going to be, huh? I mean, I have no scoop whatsoever. It just seems right. like those two would get along quite well. And that might that'd be a, a smart play on, on, on his part probably, huh? Because they wouldn't even part. ask him to catch the ball. They'd use him just like Blunt. You know, he doesn't catch the ball very well. That would be White and Lewis's job yet again. Try to win a ring, you know, play for less. Let Tom hand you the ball behind a good line. <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounds pretty appealing. Yeah. What about Oakland for Adrian Peterson? I was thinking that too. You know, that I'd rather have Lacey than Murray. I'd probably rather have Peterson than both. Um, I'd take Fournette or Cook over all of them, of course. Right. That's what I would do if I was, I mean, this is a good running back class. Go get, go get some fresh tires. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like going back to Oakland, like you said, they're probably you know better than I do, but I would imagine they'll be active again in free agency. They don't have many. Yeah, holes. I mean, they're they saying that they're, you know that they need to get they need to get Carr done and maybe Mac, and that's going to be their focus. But they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of in-house free agents, so they're going to be able to spend a little bit. Yeah, I would think. You know, there's not a, it's not a great crop of linebackers, but it'd be great if they could land, you know, a, a really good second-level player. There isn't really one out there. Um, but they don't need to fix their line. You know, it'd be nice to have a receiver or a tight end, but if you don't, it's not the end of the world. A nickel corner would be okay, but <laughs> they could be able to handle a lot of things in free agency. You know, I think they can be an interesting tight end team because we know how good this tight end rookie class is. Yeah. And... And there's some decent tight ends in free agency as well. Obviously, starting with Bennett, do with Clive Walford because he's the guy that they thought is going to be a big time guy. I and he was know. a third round pick in 2014. And he's been hurt a lot, and he really wasn't hurt much in his second year. He didn't do much. He didn't develop that quickly. So I'm going to be watching. Is are the Raiders going to give up on him, or and maybe you know would they take a Howard if he drops to 24? Are they going to Go one more year and see if Walford can can develop because that can be a slow developing position, right? I mean, I, over the years, it takes sometimes it takes tight ends a couple years to get going. I mean, it's very rare for rookies to come in and do much, and that's kind of why I expected Walford to take a bigger step forward. Or even I'm not sure he took any step forward in his second no. year. I mean, to me, he was disappointing. He's kind of in my doghouse because he was one of my guys. I thought he was going to be quite good. So I guess it's too early to say that's, you know, scrap at time. But it's such a good tight end class. If you're the Raiders, why not add another guy? 
or right. even go sign Bennett to huge money because you can. I mean, you've right. some, you have a lot more resources than most teams. You know, just because you right. don't have the needs, you can get some luxury right. guys like that. Right. And that doesn't mean Walford right. won't play. I mean, double tight end sets are still big. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if if Bennett ended up with the Raiders. And I I I don't know if it's going to happen, but. That could be a, a surprise pop, you know. I could, I could see that and be a great fit. It would, and boy, that offense would look good with him in it. Yeah, yeah. Give them some, um, you know, a guy who just won the Super Bowl. That 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 could be important for a young team that's ready to peak. You know, to bring that kind of experience in. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. Yeah. Last thing I want to be, we're going to send you on your way a little early today so you can get ready for your trip. I saw, I think it was the Miami Herald reported today that Kenny Still, may, his market's going to be $12 million a year for Kenny Still. I mean, yeah, I saw that too. And uh, you'd, He had 42 catches last year. But is he I mean, better what, than Marvin Jones? Is this, what, is this what free agency's become, I guess? See, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know... I, I might rather have them than Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu, you know, and they made a ton of money last year, and they're okay. Um, you had mentioned Bell, how young he is coming out of school. Stills is another one that's, you know, hitting his first contract at a very young age. He's an absolute deep threat, you know, that can take the top off a of defense. But, I mean, it wasn't long ago the Saints basically gave him away, you know, when he was only 22 years old. They didn't have right. a problem with him. Um, I don't think he's anywhere close to that kind of money, but somebody's going to overvalue him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about it, it, what it made me think is like how many Kenny Stills are going to be out there this year. You know, if he's at twelve million, you know, the, the market's going to be ridiculous for everybody. You absolutely could be right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. there's a lot of money to spend. You know, and I, I yep. think some of these, I, you know, there's, a, there's five or six really good-looking corners that I think are going to make a ton of money. I'm about to write an article about that right now for FanRag. Um, cool. There's four or five really good guards. You know, they aren't even superstars. I mean, they're not John Hanna, but Zeitler right. and T.J. Lang. To me, that's one of the big stories, is there's so many teams in offensive line dire straits right now that I want to be Kevin Zeitler's agent. So it's good guard but bad at tackle, right? Right. It's good, and there's no centers. And the draft is weak. It's weaker than it has been. So, I mean, you're you're gonna those guys are gonna get paid huge. And I think, you know, offensive lines in general are gonna get offensive linemen more so than ever are gonna get overdrafted and overpaid because more so than I can remember. And I've written several articles about this that there's the haves and have-nots of the offensive line world. And go and mm-hmm. to me, the best lines in the league are. Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Oakland, Dallas, Atlanta, New England, Tennessee. Go look at the collective win records, win-loss records of those teams. I mean, it's phenomenal. And they all, four of them went to the Final Four, two went to the Super Bowl, one, one won the Super Bowl. You know, the, the teams that need line, Seattle, the Rams, I mean, there's 20 of them, the Jets. I mean, there's a long list. There's not nearly enough of those guys to go around. Right. So this is a good year to be one of those few good offensive linemen, and you know, in the draft or, or free agency, because they're going to either get overpaid or overdrafted. I think more than at any point in, since I've been doing this for a living. Yeah. So.
So I'm going to let you go soon, but you talked you talk about this a lot during the season. Like offensive line play is is really bad. So it's not going to get any better, is it? it, it I don't think so. Bad, I mean, I this is a bad be. draft. I mean, it's not going to it's going right. to continue to get worse. And, and part of the reason well, there's a long reason. We have an hour on this conversation. The biggest reason to me is. Kids come into the league without ever putting their hand in the dirt or being asked. I mean, they're less ready than they've ever been because of all the spread at college. Right. It's also a position where the guy you're blocking is almost always more athletic than you. And I think the defensive linemen are also at a peak right now. I mean, because there's so many freaks that come into the league that 10 years ago, I don't know, there was as many, you know, every team has a couple of great defensive linemen of all shapes and sizes and all schemes. And then the other thing is, too, because you're the less athletic guy, you need to be the smarter guy, the more well-coached guy. And there's less practice reps now than ever with the CBA. And I think that hurts offensive line play more. Right. Yeah. So you're just trying to react Here's to the a little news. the better athlete. Kansas City's signing uh, the guard, Duvernay Teradif. Ter- I probably screwed yeah. up his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got five million forty-one, five years, forty-one million. That's from Ian Rappaport. So there's That's another guard off the off the table. Yeah, he wasn't even scheduled to be a free agent. I mean, I think they just extended him. He played college ball in uh, in Canada, and last year I looked at their guards and thought they're going to be the worst guards in the league. But he took big steps forward. He's a good physical specimen. Um, I thought he had a really good year, so I, I commend the move. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, Matt, travel safe. We'll talk next. We'll be back on next Tuesday again, our normal schedule. And, uh, I mean, we'll have a ton to talk about next week for sure, huh? Oh, for sure. And I'll be getting – hopefully I'm getting a lot of scoop. I'll be out there with my reporter hat on. Oh, cool. Well, have fun. Travel safe. And uh, enjoy, Indy. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. The No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.